Life is an epic journey. Live it unleashed. Hey guys, Jeremy here and welcome back to Living Unleashed. You know, life is an epic journey and we want to live it unleashed. We want to live the life that God has given us, this passionate life that is defined by hope, filled with joy, marked by peace, and walks in freedom. And we are just intentionally shaping our lives so that we can um, have that wondrous life. And through this season of the Living Unleashed podcast, we're shaping our lives by reading through Luke and Acts together. And so today we read Luke chapter 1. And the first thing you'll notice as you look at Luke chapter 1 is it's long. I mean, it's 80 verses. It's probably, I'm pretty sure it's the longest chapter in the New Testament. I mean, it is just really long, but it is so full of good stuff. And the reason is, is because Luke 1 is filled with action. There's all sorts of action taking place. God specifically is the uh, one who is doing a lot of the action. He is sending angels. He's sending messages. He's sending his Holy Spirit. He's breaking into human history. He's talking to people through the angel Gabriel, and he's empowering people through his Holy Spirit. I mean, God is busy in Luke chapter 1. You also find that the Holy Spirit is very much a central player in Luke uh, chapter 1. There are actually four times that the Holy Spirit is specifically named in Luke chapter 1, and it's always at the very heart of what is going on, what is happening, what's taking place. Now, from a human character standpoint, there are three main characters Uh, people, persons involved in Luke chapter 1. You have Zachariah and Elizabeth, and you have Mary. Now, Zachariah and Elizabeth were old. They had had grown old and had no children. Elizabeth was uh, barren, and they'd had no kids. But it said that Zachariah and Elizabeth were both righteous. They had both done what was right in God's eyes and had lived, you know, uh, a faithful life. But Zechariah, and I'm presuming also Elizabeth, but it specifically says that Zechariah has been praying for a child. And we know that because when the angel comes to Zechariah, he says, Zechariah, God has heard your prayer. Now, here's what I want you to think about for just a second within that. Zechariah and Elizabeth are old. I mean, the text says that. They're old. So, They've been barren for a lot of years. I mean, it's not just yesterday they discovered they couldn't have kids. So therefore, I'm say, I, I think it's safe to assume it wasn't just yesterday that Zechariah started praying about this issue, this problem. I mean, is it possible Zechariah has been praying about this for years, maybe even decades? This is a prayer that has been on his heart and on his lips. Maybe it's been a prayer that he has lifted up daily. Maybe he and Elizabeth have prayed urgently and fervently over this time and time and time again. But here in Luke chapter 1, man, all of a sudden, all of this is breaking forth because it's the right time. 
It's the time that things are about to happen. God is going to act through them, has chosen to act through them because of their faithfulness, because of their praying. Now God's going to do something awesome and great. Then you got Mary. Mary's at the other end of the spectrum. Mary is a, a young woman. Um, she's she's engaged to be married, but she's not married yet. That puts her probably in her mid-teens, maybe. Lots of debate back and forth, but she was young. She was young. That's the point. She was young. So, um, and, and her problem's at the other end of the spectrum. Whereas Elizabeth and uh, was barren, they, you know, she's been married for years and years and years. They've had no children. Mary is not married yet and is still a virgin. And now the angel comes to her and says the Holy Spirit's going to come on her too. Not only is the child that Elizabeth's going to have going to be filled with the Holy Spirit, but now this child that Mary is going to have, she's going to have this child because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon her. The power of the Most High will overshadow her and that she is going to be with child. Now, man, here's the Holy Spirit showing up again. And then when this happens to Mary, Mary goes and visits Elizabeth, and Elizabeth gets all happy, says the Holy Spirit comes upon her. And then after John's be- uh, born and named, all of a sudden Zechariah can talk again, and he start- says the Holy Spirit comes on him, and he starts to prophesy uh, about w- w- um, who John's going to be and what he's going to do. So, I mean, the Holy Spirit is just at work constantly. I really want you to see that. Luke talks more about the Holy Spirit through his gospel and through Acts than any other place in the New Testament. And so one of the things I want you to look for as you read through Luke is the fact that the Holy Spirit plays a prominent role, is constantly working. And we're going to note that uh, as we read through Luke, all these places where the Holy Spirit is instrumental in, in these turnkey moments, these, these just real pivotal moments uh, within his gospel and within Acts. So here's what I want you to take away. Here's what I want you to think. The, the truth we run into is that the Holy Spirit's active. The Holy Spirit is active. God wants to act. God wants to do things. God wants to work in you. He wants to work through you. There is something that God wants to do. And you may think, yeah, well, you know, I'm sure it's not going to be quite as miraculous as, you know, having uh, uh, becoming pregnant when you're barren or becoming pregnant when you're a virgin. Well, but is it not possible, though, that what God wants to do in your life does meet the criteria of, of, of the miraculous? Because if you've been holding on to like unforgiveness and the Holy Spirit is wanting to work in you so that you can come to a point of forgiveness, if that's something you've really been wrestling with, that may take a downright miracle, right? Maybe you've been struggling and wrestling with some um, something in your life that's keeping you separated from God. I mean, just outright sin, and you can't seem to, uh, it's had a bond on you, it's had a, a hold on you, but the Holy Spirit wants to work, and if you'll just say, yes, Lord, come, work in me, do this thing, that may be like a miracle happening in your life when you suddenly experience freedom, the freedom that God wants you to have. Maybe you've been overcome by by stress or worry or anxiety or despair. You say, yes, Holy Spirit, just come in. I know you just want you and, and fill me. Fill me, Lord, with your joy and with your peace. And, and if, when that takes place, man, that would be a miracle in your life. Maybe the Holy Spirit just wants you to do something. Reach out to someone. And may, maybe you're not someone who strikes up a conversation really easily uh, with someone about... Uh, uh, about Jesus, uh, about life in Christ. 
but the Holy Spirit's been prodding you to start that conversation with someone in your life. I mean, that may meet the criteria of a miracle for you to be able to break through that and start that conversation. You see, here's the thing I know. Unless you're perfect, the Holy Spirit wants to do something in you. The Holy Spirit wants to do a work of transformation in you. And if you are perfect, or even if you're not, the Holy Spirit wants to use you anyway, wants to work in you, wants to do something through you to bring glory to God and to further his kingdom and to tell others about Jesus. So just like here in Luke 1, we see God and the Holy Spirit active and at the center of everything that's happening. That's the way it is in our lives. And we need to have eyes to see that God wants to do something in you. He wants to do something through you. He wants to transform you. He wants to use you, but he doesn't expect you to do it by pulling yourself up by the bootstraps and doing it on your own. He has the Holy Spirit that he is wants to empower you with to work through so that these things can be a reality. All we have to do is trust him. All we have to do is just open our lives to him. Um, All we have to do is just say, here I am, Lord. Let it be with me as you have said. Can you do that? As you're reading through this, I just want you to be in prayer. Ask God to show you through the power of his spirit what he wants to do in you. And then partner with him, cooperate with him, submit to him so that that can take place, and then watch the awesome and wonderful things God will do in your life. Hey, this is Jeremy. I'm so glad you're reading through Luke with me. I'm so glad that you've decided to take this journey as we go together. And as you do, and as you encounter God in his word, I just pray that you will keep on living unleashed. I will see you tomorrow for Luke Chapter 2.